Hello and welcome back to Art School Taught Me. On this episode, we have designer illustrator Rex on the show. Um, I she has done a lot of things professionally, and it's kind of difficult to list them all. So I'll let her decide what she wants to say about her her work professionally. Uh, Rex, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm Rex. I'm a designer and illustrator from Manila, and I. I do design work. I work at Plus Six Three Design, so it's a branding studio, and I do a lot of branding work there. But I also illustrate sometimes, and I do a lot of freelance work too outside of the studio, and that's where I do mostly illustrations for brands. Mm. Yeah. I guess the most pressing matter we can talk about is what exactly Plus 63 is okay. and how it fits under Hydra. Okay. So could you talk a little bit about how all yeah, this sure. whole process came together? Yeah, um, so Plus 63 um, is a design studio started by Dad Matutina and Bernice Yumul. Burns. Yumul. Sorry. So Burns, Yumul, and Ria Larkon. So it's the three of them. And then um, it's just like a really, really small studio. And then they hired Joe. Um, and then after hiring Joe, they had another um, employee, Kit Kat. But then she moved to New York. Mm. And that's where I came in. Um, I replaced her. And then that was five years ago, 2014. So I started Plus 63 2014. Joe started 2012, right after she graduated. And I think then um, and the partners were thinking how, like what's next for Plus 63? They've been around for like, at the time they've been around for like six years or, or actually more. And they didn't really want to hire more people so they're thinking how do they expand so the best way is to merge with other design studios they're actually they've known each other a long time and so it's not just design studios so we also merged with an interior design studio km design and that's it I, at first it was um uh, I think they were just joking and everything, mm. like, hey, what if we all um, merge and shit, so... But then it, I think it really came to fruition because the alley at the time was still, um, I guess it's still a work in progress, like there are still empty shops and the owner approached Dan and asked, hey, we have an office here and would you guys like to... Um, have a like move here and then I think that was I guess a sign for them and next thing we know we're we're already here like they have a partner um, Charles Paul of Tasteless so he has like a lot of restaurant restaurants and um, he's also a premium Apple reseller so restaurants and like the tech tech stuff so so there and this already happened two years and we're here. Yeah. It's a pretty nice space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So it was designed by KM Interiors. So uh, okay. actually going three years. Yeah. So 
there that's that's it so we have plus six three km and we also have another design studio ink search and then um, a production house so they do animation and motion design so they're called acid house so they're just four of us here what how much of it is a collaborative process like does does each studio work with each other on multiple projects or is it kind of we're all under the same name but not necessarily yeah. working together yeah so it's for every project it's just it's both of those things okay. so we still function as plus six three every everyone still functions as still function as themselves but for example that's why we expanded is because we can work on bigger projects and i guess the process is more seamless like if we work with because we've worked with these studios before but i think the good thing is they're just next door mm. right now you know so uh, for bigger projects we do collaborate like it really depends we have different they're the heads um than like the partners um, of the different studios sometimes decide what to what process to do so sometimes they just if their a project comes in and everyone's busy like Dan asks okay who can um, take on this project so the studio gets that project mm -hmm. sometimes we pitch internally like each studio prepares a, a concept for example for a new restaurant so each prepares a concept and then after that, we take a look at everything and see what what's the best thing, or what one, I guess. Mm -hmm. And the other one is, recently we've been trying to mix people. So um, for a food hall, um, we started it last late last year, I think, and I was teamed with other um, employees or designers from the other design studios. So there were two groups and we presented stuff so this is the first time that we had a mix mm. but the heads were not really involved so they just checked everything but for now we're um, actually doing um, the branding for Grafica Manila for its um, 15th year or was it 20th year Joe? <laughs> 15th for the 15th year and what happened was um, we were all in the conference room and downstairs having a meeting, a briefing about the new Graphica Manila and we were thinking of just doing it per group and just mixing everyone together and I think it, at first it was a joke that just do the counting like one, two, three, one, two, three just mm. to divide it into three groups you know like in the when you group people in yeah, classrooms yeah. Yeah. and that's actually what happened <laughs> and at first it's kind of in I guess weird but when we check the distribution of the people it kind of like it fit it yeah, worked it out fit, it worked out so yeah so that's what we're doing right now and it's really interesting because um for example me i wasn't assigned to dan so i was assigned with three other heads so yeah our team has like three heads the other two teams has like one two heads each I think and so it's different because their process is also different from because I'm used to working with or brainstorming with Dan so 
it's very interesting for for all of us mm-hmm. so it's kind of hard too because we had to meet of course outside of what we do here and we had to like check our schedules but i guess it's a it's a new experience and we'll see how it will work out like yeah. we're doing an internal presentation next week to determine what to present to um graphica mm. so yeah besides graphica what are some notable designs or notable uh, yeah that, that, that like plus 63 has done oh plus 63 yeah. um is it I, plus 63 or plus 63 i want to get it's it right. plus 63 okay plus yeah. 63 we just plus learned 63. that like last year too <laughs> like it's supposed to be plus 63 okay we got the memo from dan <laughs> anyway um for plus 63 i guess um well the most recent one was unique glow because i guess that was the most visible and people everyone knows unique glow yeah. Um, so they opened their flagship store in Makati last. It's the biggest flagship store in Southeast Asia, I think. And um, Anonymous, the design studio, the creative lab from Singapore, approached us to work on visuals for the flagship store. Mm-hmm. So we created um, we created illustrations for them. So one for each of us and one blending all of our styles together so those illustrations were used in the um, packaging stuff so the paper bags and it was also used on the board ups and some of the billboards near the store so it was really challenging for us because um, like literally the size is too big for us to work on like oh. yeah like around i can't remember but like 14 meters high so for me i work in photoshop and it was really really like taking long to render and stuff and i guess it's just also a challenge just to illustrate and i guess the pressure because it's unique low and we didn't want to that's right yeah, that's right yeah but we finished it and i took the longest because i did everything i do everything in illustrator and it i think it's one of the most challenging things i've done as an illustrator because i don't really draw people mm-hmm. and i have to draw people because of course it's uniqlo so i drew, drew like fucked on of people <laughs> I'm close to crying already <laughs> but it's one of my like in the end it's one of the best works I, I did and it was I guess gratifying for us seeing it um, sometimes people holding the paper bags and oh that's our illustrations mm-hmm. and during the opening of the store like the first week or the first month It's actually in the store. Illustrations are in the store, and so it's nice seeing it there. And it was also animated by Acid House, so our illustrations moved during the oh, the opening. Yeah, it was really cool. So that's another like mm-hmm. nice collaboration that happened. So yeah, and. I think it's nice because my family knows Uniqlo, so at least they know like ah Uniqlo, okay, she's the one who's Uniqlo, so mas alam nila. So yeah, yeah, they're Uniqlo, and um, what else? Ano pa ba yung sikatjo? I know you did that's the Toblerone a... one. Ah, that's not plus six three. Oh, it's so not. So that's for that's um, 
stuff outside the studio. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess Uniqlo is the most famous one, I think. But we do a lot of local works for independent mm -hmm. brands and stuff. Yeah. You mentioned that you don't usually draw people, yeah. and your your style is definitely more botanical. Yeah. Uh, can you talk a little bit about like what draws you to that style? Has it always been that way? Like, were you always drawn to, to flowers and plants? Or was it something that kind of grew eventually, like, throughout mm, your career? Actually, um, when, I, when I was being asked that, um, I was also thinking, why did I choose it? Like, I can't remember the, the time where I wanted to focus on that. But, like, when I was looking at my earlier works, like hints of flowers were all actually already there. Like even before I started digital illustration, I was doing collages. I was actually doing a lot of collages and I use a lot of floral or botanical elements in it. Like I get, there's this website and they have like a lot of vintage floral and botanical illustrations. So I use that for my collage stuff. And I don't know, I think I just really like drawing them and I remember when I was a kid um, like my grandparents both of them like for my mom mom's side and dad's side they, they really like plants so I don't know if like at such a young age it rubbed off on me like mm -hmm. my Lolo loves orchids and my Lolo has planted like so many trees in her old house before mm -hmm. so yeah I think I wake up and I like um, watering the plants and I, I'm kind of familiar with the names of the flowers even when I was a kid and I usually bring the flowers going to school. Mm. So and you were exposed to that environment at a very yeah, young age. Yeah, like I bring birds of paradise and it's a weird flower to bring as a flower for the altar. So like <laughs> everyone was like, what's that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, but it's really cool, like the birds of paradise yeah. one. Yeah. Did you were you always an artistic person, like from a young age? Because I know some people kind of stumble into this art art life, like creative life, and yeah. it wasn't something that they thought they'd be doing, but yeah. it ended up that way. Was that the same for you or um when I was like really young. I don't know if all kids just really like drawing stuff but in school i remember i enjoy working on like artsy projects for subjects and but i wasn't really particularly good like i wasn't so bad but i wasn't really good that good mm -hmm. like poster making stuff like it's okay <laughs> but um going into college um i actually took advertising um and it was really different though, even if it's advertising. Um, so I studied in UST, University of St. Thomas, and they have a fine arts program. So it's fine arts major in advertising. And going there, um, it was a shock because we had to draw a lot of traditional stuff. And I wasn't really doing that seriously when I was in high school or grade school. Like had to do watercolor, poster color, oil, like all the techniques and I guess that exposed me to the different techniques mm. but even at the time like I thought I was gonna be in advertising because I was studying advertising like 
this wasn't the I was I didn't envision that I'd be like in a design studio. Mm. Okay. The then when did you start taking it seriously as a viable career? Mm-hmm. Um so after college, actually it's weird cuz like my thesis I did photography. Oh, okay. Um yeah, and then after that I guess at the time like you can't just really find a job like art photographer or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> or yeah. like a fashion photographer. Actually yeah. that was my thesis back then. Was so, that was that on a whim or did you No, I was like really interested in photography. Like when we had our photography class, like I really liked it and yeah, um and then after that of course like you can just find a job as a photographer. Um so like any graduate would advertising graduate would I submitted my resume to different ad agencies. Mm-hmm. So I actually started at a small ad agency in Ortigas and then I stayed there for three months and I guess I didn't like it as much. Um and then after that there was an opening at this um company so they distribute a lot of retail um brands so they're a retail company and it looks fun like what they're doing like two of my friends work there by matchmates so they said hey we have an opening here and i'm like okay and i think when i transferred there that's where i was sort of exposed to design because we do in-house stuff so we do catalogs we do um paper bags and everything and some event logos for events of the brand stuff like that so I was like okay there's something like this i guess mm-hmm. so in a way that was how i was exposed to design but we're also doing like advertising stuff so campaign so we're right. doing a little bit of everything mm-hmm. yeah as far as your inspiration like where do you Do you have a place that you go to or like something you do to get inspired to like make stuff or mm. does it do you just wait for it to hit? Um the thing is um right now like I do a lot of client work like and sometimes that kind of makes me sad because I'm not doing a lot of personal work but when I started illustrating I wasn't really illustrating for myself like I I started illustrating because there were clients who wanted my illustrations I guess and that's when I thought okay this digital illustration can actually be a career actually just started doing illustration um 2013 like that's the first time I tried the tablet and the digital thing mm. so actually if I didn't think of if I didn't think of um graphic design as a career i never thought like being an illustrator is also another option so yeah i was doing a lot of client work but then um i guess as you go along like you see people who just do stuff for themselves and i'm like okay i also want to do something like that so sometimes i do projects stuff like projects that just for me Um yeah and where do I get the inspiration to do those I think when I get I get inspired by people 
I follow Instagram or some people I look up to or if I see like really nice work and I'm like oh I also want to do something Mm -hmm. not necessarily something like that but just do something Mm -hmm. and when you do client work or like when you when you try to put yourself out there to get client work how much do you cater to commercial like views like how what would commercial what would do well commercially Mm -hmm. versus what your own intrinsic style would be mm-hmm. that sometimes isn't necessarily commercial yeah so like what's the mix on there mm-hmm. how much do you compromise um before like when i started doing digital illustration i didn't really have like a style set on like i wasn't i wasn't set on a style and sometimes if clients would this was 2013 to 2015 i think or yeah, or 2015 or 2016, um, clients would, just because they know we're an illustrator, they think you can do a lot of shit, right? Like different styles. So at first it was like that for me and it's fine because it's, it's money. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't know really what to focus on. So I was taking, like there was this um, job and it's sort of like a watercolor style. And okay, I'll, I'll try it out and because there are watercolor brushes right in photoshop so i just used those and it kind of worked out and as i go along i've gotten projects like those i still do vector stuff with some textures i still i've i did some maps i did mixed media but then later on i was focused on doing um floral or like patterns or botanical stuff and clients recently clients would seek me out because of those so I think the percentage parang um, wala na masyadong at this point in my career Mm -hmm. like there's no there's that there's not that much difference like they know this is what I do so that's what they they expect that's good that's good uh how about like misconceptions about the industry Hmm? misconceptions like when you when you're first starting to get into this this line of work Mm -hmm. and you expect something you have like a preconceived notion Mm -hmm. of what this job is going to be like but it turns out to be something else Mm -hmm. or like you do you focus more on this one aspect when you thought you'd be doing this Mm -hmm. more is there anything that has taken you by surprise Mm, at first i think i was um surprised by the really low pay for editorial work like was really low and okay it's, it's just like this and whoever you are even if you're like um, a starting artist or or an illustrator or if you're a veteran i think some like in general magazines pay really low for illustration mm. yeah so okay. something like that like as low as two thousand pesos like a whole page mm-hmm. it's like the standard I was sort of taken aback and yeah something like that like illustrators really or I guess creatives in general or freelancers um I guess it was hard to charge high for work mm-hmm. then uh, I guess some advice you could give to fresh out of college graduates that mm-hmm. are in design 
um, what would you like say to them? Like, what are some things that you wish you knew starting? Um, I guess I don't know. Um, it's really hard right now. Like, um, I guess just knowing. Um, yeah. So actually, a lot of the magazines like closed already because and they switched to digital. And I haven't been doing a lot of editorial illustration work so I'm not sure about the rates now but I guess just don't expect much but I think they can demand much more mm. I think there's no harm in that um, what else um, I, I think I get a lot of questions like how do you develop your style and everything and I think if you're young and you just graduated I think if you already have your a style you like I think that's okay but you don't have to worry if you're starting out and you're doing like a lot of different things I mm-hmm. think it's okay because I think you'll get bored mm. down the line and mm-hmm. since they're pretty young so it's nice to try different things and I think organically you'll see what you like doing down, mm. down the road the the art scene whichever field you you think of it's often oversaturated Mm -hmm. with people trying to get in but not necessarily have the skill to flourish in that Mm -hmm. industry Um, so how could one stand out from the pack do you have Mm -hmm. any opinions on stuff like that Mm -hmm. because it's all it's you kind of get lost in the mess when when you when you first get into the industry yeah uh, you're with like all these other people and then you kind of have to find your way through it and Mm -hmm. Not a lot of people know how to navigate, me included, mm. <laughs> when you're starting out. Mm-hmm. So do you have any opinions on that, on how to stand out? Mm, actually, that's, it's really hard because even for me, I still have that problem. Like There are a lot of um, botanical illustrators here, right? so I guess knowing what's out there. and But first of all, like you just really have to put your work out there and I guess just be consistent in churning out work or actually I don't know if that's a good advice because that would burn you out (laughs) but like I don't know actually it's hard like how would you stand out Um, I think okay I guess just looking at it from if it's like a problem or if it's a brand and you want to stand out so you look at the competition, right? And you see what to avoid or like, okay, how can I differentiate myself from this? Mm-hmm. I guess something like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're, I think if you just really like do what you want to do, because I don't know if it, if that's healthy, the early on you just compare yourself. Yeah. You already compare yourself. So mm-hmm. if there's, so that that's a really hard question too. I don't know if there's an answer to that. Like, I don't know if consistency is enough or just putting out your putting out your work is enough mm. but oh I think one way to get noticed more easily is if you try interning I think um, because if you or like if you intern um, people or like people in the like trying to get yourself in the industry actually Mm -hmm. like if people know how you work and your work 
I think it's easier to refer you because they know they've worked with you. Right. Like that itself, like you've already stood out because you've, I don't know, like impressed them with your portfolio, stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's easier to like for me. It's easier to recommend interns because I know how they work and I trust them to do well if ever. So they get hired. Like a lot of our interns are working at design studios now, or they have their own studios. Um, yeah, stuff like that, I guess. But if you're a fresh grad, uh, I don't know. I guess just do, I guess just do work, and just really like put it out there. Mm-hmm. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. You mentioned that uh, you you're known for your botanical style. Is there a downside to that? Do you ever get burnt out of just doing, not the same thing, but in the same vein? Yeah, kind of, like, I'm okay with it, but of course there are times where, like, okay, I have to draw another damn leaf or, like, another flower. <laughs> so it, it kind of gets um, repetitive after a while. I think that's where I try to um, look for or work on personal projects, but I think it's still in the flora um, category, but... Yeah, it, it burns me out too sometimes and sometimes I still... Actually, that's why I like doing Plus 63 design work because branding is different and, you know, like thinking of a brand or conceptualizing for a logo. So it's a nice contrast to what I'm doing. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes I think like I can do so much or take so much more work if I freelance full-time but like I'm thinking of course the stability and everything but also the work like I think I don't, I don't know if I'd survive just doing that kind of stuff so I like the contrast that I'm a mm-hmm. designer and an illustrator at the mm-hmm. same time mm-hmm. so like when you're in a creative rut does does that contrast help with it or do you have something else that you like to do mm-hmm. To kind of like wind down mm-hmm. and like get away from the stress of just yeah. making. Yeah, that helps actually like being a designer and just working on logos or just typing out fonts and shit. So <laughs> that helps. Mm-hmm. I think what really helps me is just trying not to do more of that stuff. Because I've tried it just trying to unwind or like as simple as like binging series or just watching a movie or just reading a book just not doing that stuff and then when I come back to it like I guess I feel more refreshed mm-hmm. and yeah I think just staying away from it for a while but sometimes I don't have a choice like there's a deadline and yeah it's a job at the end of the yeah, day it's, it's a, job, a job it's a job so yeah like I told you before I do a lot of commercial work for clients so most like 90% of my work is is really client work so mm-hmm. I guess my inspiration is, I don't know, like the deadline or something. <laughs> like, yeah, because there's a deadline I have to follow. I have to follow my calendar and yeah. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that you kind of are struggling with the idea of maybe doing freelance work full time. But like, again, there's no stability, stability yeah. there, like yeah. you said. Is there anything like inklings in your mind? Is that the right word? I feel like mm-hmm. that's not the right word. Uh, of starting your own studio further down uh, in the future? <laughs> um, 
I think we've I've been thinking that with Joe, like Studio Mama. I don't know if it can actually be because right now it's sort of like just a collaboration. You know, um, we've done some stuff before, like we we've branded events, so we worked on that. Like, I guess both of our skills, but like actually having a design studio, I don't know if it's feasible. Like. Of course, we have to shell out some money and think of the of the registration of the brand, like yeah, like so we can issue receipts and like the um, I guess the clients coming in. So right now, I don't think it's an option unless I'm in the lotto or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Joe and I have been talking about it. Oh, Stan. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right now, no. Yeah. Okay. Um, as far as Studio Mama goes, like, can you tell us a bit about the history behind uh, that? Studio and like, um, I don't know. It started twenty twenty thirteen. Joe, mm -hmm. Studio Mama, twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. I don't know how it started. Honestly, we were eating somewhere and <laughs> I don't know, honestly, like we just wanted to collaborate, I guess. Yeah. Just so. a little passion project. Yeah, but no, because passion projects don't get paid. We want to get paid. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think that just happened. And I think it, we just uh, had fun with the idea that it's. Her last name is Malinis, and I'm Maniki's, and mm. it's Mama. So I don't know. We thought it was just cute, and so Studio Mama happened, and then I don't. Know, we just got clients from just referrals, also. Mm -hmm. Like Dan would refer it to Mama, so sometimes he'd call us Mama. So we have a project for you, stuff like that. So mm -hmm. yeah, but it's not really consistent. Like we'd have a project, and we won't have anything. So mm -hmm. something I've noticed about the artistic community locally mm -hmm. is how like tight-knit it is more than any other community I've seen outside mm -hmm. the Philippines mm -hmm. it's definitely um, a connection-based ecosystem mm -hmm. uh, like even in different fields so like there's streetwear people that are, like are super connected so they refer their friends and like yeah. everyone is everyone knows each other yeah does that follow suit with graphic design like is the design community tight-knit as well I think I'd like to think so yeah like um, I mean the fact that Hydra actually happened and um, all the heads and partners are friends with each other but they're also like everyone's just really like connected so for example Dan he like he knows everyone's like he connects everyone it's like What's that like the Kevin Bacon connection? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah six so, degrees of bacon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I think it is like almost everyone knows everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that a good thing? Yeah, I think it's a good thing because they're not like it's not really cutthroat. Like it's not super competitive. Like um, if sometimes if we can take on projects we suggest other studios so it's not really like no we have to be like the best studio there is i think we just coexist peacefully <laughs> yeah. hydra seems to be 
I don't know, well, I, like I'm not well versed in the design community. So this collective seems like a rare thing. Mm-hmm. Is that true or is do you think there are other communities like this? Because each, like you mentioned, each company is like, it's like kind of an in-house thing. If you need motion graphics, you just hop over to the next studio. Yeah. Is that like something that's common here or? I, I think it's the first of it here then. Mm-hmm. I think it's, yeah, maybe. Yeah, most design studios are independent or just like really small. There's not really like a, u- there are some huge design studios, but yeah, this setup is actually rare, or maybe the first of its kind here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, do you have any other things you'd like to bring up on the show? Because I guess we are almost done. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, nothing, nothing much really. Um, future plans. Future any plans. any goals you you're thinking of? Like any crazy goals you have in mind? Uh, not. I haven't thought that far. Mm. <laughs> I'm just trying to like work on deadlines now. I guess just working on more personal projects, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, that's but good. A lot of people like I feel like they either live in the past or the future. Mm-hmm. No one really like stays grounded to mm-hmm. what's happening now. So I think that's a really good aspect of, especially when you're if it's your job, you need mm-hmm. to be in the moment. Yeah, you can't just be thinking about other things yeah. that aren't necessarily going to happen yeah. or things that have happened. Yeah. So yeah, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, this is time for recommendations. So I mentioned what it was earlier. Not sure if you, oh, you mm-hmm. did have one in mind. So, um, or if you want to change it, yeah, it could uh, be anything. I don't know. Right now, um, I'm watching Big Little Lies, HBO. So it's on season two, and mm-hmm. it's really good. Like it's just a mini series, like a really like contained episodes just like six episodes long um what else um for books i just started well i finished reading normal people by sally rooney and was really good um what else poison donuts it's the best in manila in the philippines the philippines (laughs) okay yeah um what else um Anything K-pop related? K-pop related, Stan EXO, Stan Red Velvet, Joe would say, you know, Stan BTS. So Stan, all of those things, okay. <laughs> all of those groups. Um, I can't think of anything else right now. That's fine. Now. No, that's great. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Okay. <laughs>